Good morning. Glad that you are here and worshiping with us today. Uh, we're also glad for those who are watching on Zoom. A um, couple of announcements. Uh, Wildcats are still doing well. Um, I haven't been to any games, and I think that's why, because when I go, you lose, so... Uh, huh? Coincidence. Okay. Thank you, Bob. Um, today, at some point uh, on June the 12th, uh, if you go to Hosses, there's an LCCM uh, coupon out there. In fact, I have one that kind of looks like this. It's out on the table with next to the TV. Um, you get 20% off your bill. And um, no. So you get 20% and they get 20%. So you're only paying 60%. Is that? Oh, okay. You know, if I put my glasses on, maybe I could read it. Oh, LCCM will save 20% of your total bill. Okay. Thank you for making that. I was like, wow, that's a deal. They get 20, we get 20. They're not going to make any money today, but okay. Thank you. Uh, we will have um, Sunday night Bible study uh, tonight, uh, but then we'll be taking a break. Uh, and the next two Sundays, uh, Reverend Dr. Jim Schwenk will be preaching for us, the 19th and the 26th. Uh, Dr. Schwenk uh, is a friend of mine and um, was also one of my professors at the seminary. Um, so... Please come out and support him. Also, today, um, it's the Walker Putluck. Uh, and I went and I checked and I made sure there is no scramble. <laughs> Pretty sure. Not really, well, maybe I'm not sure. But anyway, uh, it's right after church. And so, as you know, this is uh, my last Sunday. And um, I will, so let me be clear. I'm, I'm on vacation, but there are still things I have to finish up uh, this week. There's some visitations I still need to do. Uh, and so if there is an emergency, I'm still your pastor. So call me if there's an emergency. Um, but also in this transition, I want you to be praying for Pastor Jeff and Vicki as they're making their transition here uh, and to be supportive in that. Um, so, Bob, you have the exciting conference report. Good morning. Greetings and blessings to you on behalf of the National Conference of the Evangelical Congregational Church. We met in person for three days on the beautiful campus of Messiah University. The conference began with the consecration service of our 15th bishop, Reverend Randy Sizemore, which was presided over by our outgoing bishop, Bruce Hill. Bishop Sizemore's first act as bishop was to lead the entire conference in sharing the sacrament of Holy Communion. He delivered the Episcopal address using an introductory illustration of Humpty Dumpty's fall from the wall to relate to the decline of the church in America. 
he impressed upon us the theme of overflowing hope using Romans 15, 13 as the key verse. That is, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. So our hope comes not from what we are, but from who we are. We are the church of Jesus Christ. The Bible describes us in Ephesians as those called out of darkness to be light. Those who were once enemies of God are now his children. We are saved not just for our benefit, but to be God's church. So in returning to the Humpty Dumpty illustration, Bishop Sizemore stated that our transition to a flexible community helps us embrace our awkward slide off that wall with grace and purpose, keeping us intact enough to become a movement instead of a monument. Those of us born again by the gospel of Jesus Christ have been spiritually, physically, and emotionally joined together as the expression of Jesus Christ in our respective communities. We belong to each other, and the Bible declares that we need each other. The greatest need for our time is the call simply to be the church, to love one another, and to offer our lives for the sake of the world. Do you know that the Evangelical Congregational Church was birthed in 1922? So we celebrate 100 years as a church of God. We are in the best possible condition we could be in to thrive as the church in any community because God has determined that our existence does not depend on politics, pandemics, economics, or infrastructure, but on the Holy Spirit and on each other. Hope overflows when we understand the flexibility and resilience of the church and the importance of our congregation's presence in our communities. Over the past decade or so, our denomination's leaders under Bishop Bruce Hill, his excellent direction, has put us on solid footing, transforming the evangelical congregational church from a fixed corporate structure of hierarchy to a flexible community structure of the church. Other conference highlights include approval of all the proposed amendments to the rules of conference and two hands-on sessions assessing our spiritual gifts and how to utilize these collectively within the local churches. So please consider what may be your spiritual gifts and how you could use those to minister to others both within and outside of the church. Thanks and blessings to all as we carry out the will of God together. Thank you, Bob. Any other announcements that I might have missed? Then let's go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious Lord, open our hearts to the power of the Holy Spirit so that everything that we do right now in worship is to praise you. So through song and through prayer and through spoken word and through our hearts, Lord, let us praise your name. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Good morning, everybody. So 
This song uh, probably would have been more suited for next weekend, since next weekend's Father's Day. But when we pick songs, sometimes we pick songs based on who's going to be here to play them. So we're missing some folks today, and next week we're going to be missing some other folks. So we decided to do this song today. So if you could stand, and we'll sing Good Good Father.
perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways to us. Very good. Thank you. Pick it up a notch here. Blessed be your name, the land that is plentiful.
As we come to this time of prayer, are there any prayer concerns or praises that you have? And we have... Sharon? Okay, on June the 30th, it will be Jean and Sam Leitner's 60th wedding anniversary. Oh, well, happy anniversary. Any other prayer concerns? Yeah, I like prayer for Ron. Uh, last couple days, he hasn't been feeling too well. Thank you. Ron, we're praying for you. Any other Since it's Jeff holding the mic, if someone could have a concern on this side and then on this side, and just to see if he could... You're welcome. Any other prayer concerns or praises? Let's pray for um, Pastor Jeff and Vicki as they're making the transition, and pray for us as Kathy and I are making a uh, transition. Any others? then let's go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious Lord, we lift up those today who are hurting. We lift up those today that struggle. We lift up those today who wonder where you are. Lord, we know that you are always present. There are times where we must endure, but we don't do it alone because you are with us. Lord, it's not about this life. It is about the life everlasting, which we have in your son, Jesus Christ, where there will be no more tears, no more pain, no more suffering. So Lord, until that day, Strengthen us through the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit that lives in all believers. Help us to calm our hearts and minds so that we can listen to you. So, Lord, we pray for those hurting, both mentally, physically, physically, and spiritually. And we celebrate those who are celebrating anniversaries, birthdays. Lord, we also pray for transitions because there are so many going through that transitions right now, whether it's from church to church or maybe from job to job. Or maybe it's a transition that they're not looking forward to. And yet, through all the transitions of life, you are there. So, Lord, help us to focus on you. Help us to lean on you. So, Lord, I lift up all those here and those that are watching on Zoom and those of, of our 
church family that are traveling this day, watch over them. And Lord, thank you for allowing Kathy and I to be here. And Lord, we pray for Jeff and Vicki as they come in. May they be just as blessed. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Scripture reading is from Acts chapter 6, beginning at the first verse. But as the believers rapidly multiplied, there were rumblings of discontent. The Greek-speaking believers complained about the Hebrew-speaking believers, saying that their widows were being discriminated against in the daily distribution of food. So the twelve called a meeting of all the believers. They said, We apostles should spend our time teaching the word of God, not running a food program. And so, brothers, select seven men who are well-respected 
and are full of the spirit and wisdom. We will give them this responsibility. Then we apostles can spend our time in prayer and teaching the word. So this is our my last uh, sermon. Uh, it's the last series of our house, and so this week, as I'm been thinking about the seven years that Kathy and I have been here, uh, and how blessed we have been, it's not because of anything I've done. It's everything that we have done together. This wasn't just my church. It was God's church, and we, we built it together through God's help. Because you remember when you were little, about three years old, and that, well, yes, I'm, hang with me for just a moment. And the three-year-old self would say, I can do it myself. Every single time. I can do it myself. I, I don't need help. And at some point in time, there are some of us who don't grow out of that. We have to say, I can do it myself. And it just so happens that when COVID hit, there were people suddenly realizing, I can't do it myself. Think of all of the um, parents who somehow had to change their approach with their kids. One minute they're in school, now they're at home, and you're trying to help them on the computer, and now it multiplies. And now parents were trying to figure out, how do I do all of this. In fact, one mom, Anna North, wrote out, you can kind of decide what's important in the moment, and you can focus on that and do a good job with that. But something else has to give, and something else will. So, there is that statement someone put out that you can do Anything, you just can't do everything. And sometimes pastors, when they start, they feel that they can do everything and anything. And at some point in time, you have to realize that you can't and that you depend on people, as I depended on you and vice versa. There are some things that... I do, that you can't, and vice versa. And we've talked about that several times. But here in Acts 6, we actually see the disciples, the apostles, actually doing all the things, everything, and suddenly realizing that they can't do everything. Because what was happening was the Greek 
Christians and the Jewish Christians were having a problem because they couldn't reach everyone. Especially the widows. The widows were being neglected. And in Mosaic law, it says that you have to take care of widows. It's one of the rules. And so because of this, they were kind of boasting that we take care of our own and we've taken care of everyone, but people were getting missed and the apostles had to realize, okay, you know what? God has called us to do a certain, a certain thing here. That is to preach the word. We need other people who will step up. And so they called seven of them. One of them happened to be Stephen. And we know Stephen's sacrifice. They had to realize that because they were empowered to go out and preach the word, to heal people, they can't do it all. And so there are times where we actually have to ask for help. So I I wanted to take this moment to thank Lisa for being my administrative assistant because I couldn't have done this without you. So when Bob was talking about finding our spiritual gifts in church conference, we take something called the Grip Berkman, and it kind of shows your strengths. And my strengths are um, preaching, teaching, um, I think prophecy, oh, and there's something else. I forget. I don't think memory was one of the top ones. The other one was administrative. In fact, administrative is the lowest. And so I've, I've actually needed help with that. And I'm going to a church who says, well, you know, it's just the pastor. There's no administrative assistant. So we're going to see how this goes. So my first, one of my first couple of days, I'm going to be asking for those who can do administrative stuff to help me. Because I know my weakness. And you should know your weakness and be okay with asking for help. It's really hard for some reason for us to say, can you help me? I know for us men, the hardest thing for us is to ask for directions. I don't know how many times I have gone into a store and I would come out not finding it and Kathy will ask me, did you ask for help? And I would say, no, I can't. I can do it myself. She would go in, ask for help, find it, and I'm like, show off. I don't know what it is that we can't ask for directions. But we are all given gift. In fact, Bob said that, that what is your spiritual gift? And that's what I was looking at today because the men that they picked were the men that had the gift of organization. They had the gift of administrative. They had the gift to make sure no one was going to be left out. So Bob had asked about your spiritual gifts earlier. What are their spiritual gifts? What are your gifts that you can give to the Lord? And there are times where we've asked to stretch the gifts. 
Sometimes you've been asked to be a teacher or a counselor. Well, sometimes maybe you don't feel that you're up for it, but through the Holy Spirit, they can help you in that. But are you actually giving your gifts to the Lord? And there are times where we have to team with other people. In Sunday school today, one of the biggest problems that the Jews, uh, the Jewish people had um, when we were looking at Isaiah was Isaiah was trying to say that it's not, the message is not only for the Jews, but it's for the Gentiles. It's for everybody. And Isaiah was saying that, but yet in Jewish, in, in those days, the Jews felt it was us and them. And they couldn't be any interchange at all because if we interact with them, somehow they're going to rub off on us. And a lot of times it did just that. Israel didn't know how to be faithful. But for us, God has called us to go out and to preach the word. And sometimes that means we have to get our hands dirty. That means we have to go beside people that we may not see as worthy, but yet God sees Everyone can become worthy. Everyone can receive the gift of salvation. And there are times where we have to go and get involved with people that maybe don't align with our thoughts, but maybe instead of them rubbing off on us, maybe we rub off on them. You see, as we go into the world, we're not called just to associate with Christians. We're going out to associate with everyone so that they would know Christ. And it doesn't mean that we have to accept their lifestyle or their political things, but to accept them where they are and to see how God will change them. So God has actually placed you here in Palmyra and you have a certain skill set that I don't have. You have something that God has given you that only you can do. And are you doing it for the Lord? Are you doing it for his church? Are you doing it for your family? Are you doing it for your neighbor? Are you actually engaging? So, let me, let me ask a hypothetical question. And I'm going to use Ron as an example. Ron, um, are you ready? And that's okay. He, he, he's fine. So, Ron, let me ask you. If you're on an airplane and someone cries out for a doctor, would you go volunteer? Okay. If someone said, could someone fly this plane, would you step up and fly the plane? So what would someone have 
to shout for you to get up to help? Pray. Pray. So if they said, could someone pray? You would stand up. There are times in life where you're in a situation that God calls you and you have to stand up and do what God has called you. There was a time years ago in the hospital while I was doing a visit and there was someone off to the side and crying and, and I still remember this because I was in a hurry to get to someone else. And God put that in my memory that anytime anyone is crying, I stop now. Are you okay? I stopped by someone who I could barely understand. I didn't understand the, the language barrier. But I stopped and hugged and prayed with him. And there was a little bit of a smile when I left because his wife was very ill. And he had no one at that point to talk to. Kind of, kind of had to just step in. And I know it, it's kind of scary to stop and pray with someone, but if someone's crying and we walk by, let me tell you, God's going to have that memory burned into your brain that you don't do that again. And that's exactly what God did. So when I see someone hurting, I have to go get help. Now, there are going to be times where, again, you're going to have to step up to help. There are going to be times where God's going to say, what can you do? And have you done it? We want to be doing what God has asked us to do. God's given you a gift. Please do it. Maybe it's helping out in the nursery. And only because I'm, I'm hearing them. Because they, they need help. But how many of us would actually get up and go help? A couple of years ago when I was preaching, uh, Lucy was um, there causing kind of, and I just, no one else was doing anything, so I went and picked her up and I held her. And... She was good. Well, Robbie, I was holding you earlier, and you weren't doing anything but looking around and trying to take my mic out. So don't worry, I will hold you later uh, after you've been fed and stuff. But God is asking you now, what are you going to do for him, what are you going to do for the church? What are you going to do for your neighbor who will step up and share the love and truth of Christ in your community, in our community? You have the gifts, God's just waiting on you. And it's not going to, don't put all this pressure on Jeff and Vicki when they come. Because they're not going to be able to do it all. You have to step up and do it too. So let us pray. Gracious Lord, there are times that we absolutely struggle with what to do. 
Sometimes we're afraid that we may, that someone may say no to us. Or maybe we would offend someone. But Lord, if we don't step out, we offend you. Because you have put us in this place to serve you and others. And when we don't step up, when we don't ask to help, we offend you. So Lord, forgive us. Because once you have forgiven us, now we are free and we can now go to work. So, Lord, in this transition, I ask that you would put on everyone's heart what they can do, how they can help. Where is the need? Lord, I lift up my brothers and sisters here, the the church family, and I pray blessings upon them that they will continue your work for your glory. So Lord, thank you. Thank you for blessing us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
So before the benediction, I wanted to um, take time to present this. Our congregation has put this together as a way so that you cannot forget us and to express our appreciation for all the work you've done here. So. Thank you. I'm going to give it to Kathy. So do we open it? You now? can open it. Now. Oh, okay. You guys might want to sit down for this. <laughs> we'll have it out in the, in the um, luncheon yeah. area so people can look at oh, it. Oh, very want. nice. Oh. Oh. Wow. Oh, good. There's a picture of me sitting by Brewster. <laughs> Brewster's in your lap. No, Brewster is not it. Well, no, but he's sitting pretty close to me. Oh, this is wonderful. Wow. Thank you so much. We're going to enjoy this tremendously. Thank you. Thank you very much. We appreciate your service to us. We Thank wish you. you well in your new position. Thank you. Um, before I do the benediction, um, you have been in, you're invited to the potluck, um, and what they've just told me is that if you would, everyone's invited to come over and to be seated. I, look, I'm just telling you, you just go in, be seated. I don't know what else. So, and yeah, we'll chat later. Yes. Okay, let us pray. Gracious Lord, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for this church family. Continue to bless them. And Lord, guide us this week so that everything we do would praise and honor you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.